Hello. Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And on this episode, we're talking about James Wan's Malignance, the 2021 horror film that has everybody talking. Everybody's talking. <laughs> uh, Specifically us, us two people. We're yes, talking. everybody in this room right now everybody is talking about Malignant, so right you, can't, now, you can't say it's not you true. Can't, you can't. You can't say it's not true. Uh, I guess off the top, just a few little, 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 you know, programming notes. Uh, we are going to talk about the entire plot of the movie, mm-hmm. which if you have not seen it and you care to see it, if you're interested in all in seeing it, I would recommend trying to go in as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that <laughs> rewards, um, you know, it, it rewards going in with like a pretty blank slate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, we're also going to talk, touch on some, some issues. Yeah. Um, if, if, you know, pregnancy or miscarriage or honestly even spousal abuse i'm making it sound very heavy it's not gonna be that it's heavy it's not actually gonna be that heavy but those are if like those, if plot those, points yeah if those things are, <laughs> are are sensitive issues for you at all yeah may, maybe just consider that before listening on yeah or watching the movie yeah or, or watching the movie that's true <laughs> i mean you know do do live your life man live your life yeah but so, for, yeah those are the content warnings <laughs> okay and now with that being said it's time to go buck wild <laughs> okay jason so, Malignant, 2021, filmed by James Wan. Let's run through James Wan's career real quick, I'm as ready. I forced you to listen to me do before during the opening credits of the movie itself. But I think it's it's relevant to understand. Um, it's relevant. It's relevant to a lot of things. Right, because this movie, you know, for all its its many highs and and lows, that whenever I think about it, I I I can't help but laugh to myself. And part of why it's so funny is that. The fact that he made this movie is funny in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've seen it, you probably know what I mean already. But So James Wan, let's run through it. James Wan, 2004, burst on the scene with Saw, a, a movie that we could also talk about for a long time, but, yeah. but probably won't. Um, Maybe someday. He made Saw a big hit, launched a franchise that's kind of still going to this day, bizarrely. <laughs> um, uh, he made a movie called Dead Silence, which isn't very good. Uh, he made a movie called Death Sentence, which I have not seen. Uh, you know, those are sort of his, like, you know, he was kind of, you know, trying to find his way after that first big hit. Uh, 2010, Insidious, made with Bloomhouse. So, of course, the budget was literally $1.5 million. That's like nothing. That's nothing. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, made a bunch of money. Made The Conjuring, also a huge hit. Yeah. Insidious Chapter 2, okay. Then it's 2015. He makes Furious 7. The seventh Fast and the Furious movie. You know, which... Featuring the, the farewell to Paul Walker that we yeah, which, all remember. Yeah, which ranking, in our Fast and Furious movie ranking, where it's pretty high, right? It's pretty high. It's not the it's best. It's not the best, but it's pretty high. The climax is kind of weak. I think part of that might be because of production issues. Mm-hmm. I think they were kind of having to work around Paul Walker's death because yeah. he was... They were still shooting the movie when he, when he died, I, I, I think. I think so, yeah. Um... But you know, a, a serviceable, a serviceable blockbuster. Fast and Furious movie, a blockbuster movie. Not not as not as good as is Justin Lin's movies, but yeah. not as bad as uh, you know, The Fate of the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twenty sixteen, The Conjuring two, The Iron Man two of horror movies. <laughs> Stuff to recommend, but a lot of setup for spinoffs. Is the star of this movie in that movie? No. She's in one of those movies, She's right? in, I believe, because the star of this movie's name is Annabelle. Yeah. And she's in, I think, the third Annabelle movie. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, anyway, James Wan. Yeah, I just want to note, uh, I mentioned the, the budget of, of, of the Insidious is a, literally $1.5 million. Furious yeah. 7 had a budget of $190 million. <laughs> uh, then Conjuring 2. 2018, James Wan directed Aquaman with a budget of 
$200 million. <laughs> and obviously these movies, because they're, you know, superhero movies and, and franchise movies, those two made a ton of money, right? Yeah. So it's 2018. James Wan has delivered, you know, he's, he's delivered the goods for Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you know, launched t- technically two franchises. Insidious is not going as strong as The Conjuring still is, but both like, you know, like an, a new horror movie franchise in this era is very rare. Yeah. Um, and so he's got a lot of cachet. And so James Wan, and, th- and this is my imagination of what he's going through. I obviously don't know <laughs> what it was. But I assume he, they basically said, James, you can do whatever you want. You, you're never going to be at a better point to like, you know, make your dream project. What do you want to make? And the movie he made is Malignant. He's like, I would like $40 million to make Malignant. And I guess we should run through the basic plot of Malignant. The tagline for Malignant is, oh, yes. Paralyzed by fear from shocking visions, a woman's torment worsens as she discovers her waking dreams are terrifying realities. Ooh. Which is both, which is accurate, but, but also misleading. It's very misleading. <laughs> and the trailer was along the same lines. The yeah. trailer of this was like very confusing because yeah. the movie withholds a lot from you for the a long time. The actual name says more about the movie, like the title of the film. It makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Although it also kind of follows the the track of Insidious, where James yeah. Wan just names his gives his movies like a cool sounding evil word for yeah. the title. <laughs> so it does it it says more than the trailer or the plot summary does. Yeah. But um, I, I guess the best way to run through the movie is probably just to give a quick breakdown. Yeah. Of the the events therein, <laughs> which are um, so 1993. Smash Rural cut, Washington State. <laughs> the, the, the coast of Washington State, coast where of Washington State. a giant evil castle <laughs> plays host to uh, a, a, a otherwise normal medical hospital. I truly wasn't expecting that like or, opening, so I was like, okay, or a, young um, Frankenstein. Like. <laughs> yes, it, it's like it's like um it, it's like a medical research facility. Yeah. It's a psychiatric hospital. It's a research hospital. Yeah, but it's it's set in a big CGI castle on the coast of Seattle. <laughs> Uh, there is some sort of violent instance happening with a patient known as Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And the movie is, at this point, kind of shot like... It's not shot like a James Wan movie, but also like it's it's clear from the beginning that it's it's much bigger than his old, other older movies. Yeah. Because one thing about James Wan, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but I just want to get this out there, is you can really follow his development as a director from what the movies he makes. And like, you know, you can see him like learning things from making Saw or Insidious. And like apply them to his future movies, um, and the, and the same thing is true for his his franchise movies. Like he did a lot of funky camera stuff in Furious Seven that he does in his movies that come after that. And the way he shoots, uh, the way he shoots interior spaces really comes from Insidious. But he also shoots action in a very specific way now after doing Aquaman. So he's bringing all these weird influences to bear on the movie, which will make more sense as it goes on. Basically, this little patient that we don't see named Gabriel is freaking out. He has psychic electricity powers, and he kills a bunch of people. Yeah. And we we get the hint that it is a, a child. Yes. Um, um, but that's about it. It's, it's very silly, I would say. It's, very, it's a very silly opening. Um, it, this movie was kind of advertised as being a, you know, James Wan's take on the giallo, which is a Italian subgenre of slasher movies that I honestly don't know a ton about. But it's, it, but it's this this part and later parts of the movie are really more like, like those crazy early two thousands like horror movies like the House on Haunted Hill remake or um, Thirteen Ghosts if you've seen that. 
Oh, if anyone's seen 13 Ghosts, there's, there's more than a little bit of 13 Ghosts in this, I would say. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, and, and the, one of the doctors gives the iconic line, it's time to cut out the cancer. Yes. Uh, and then we smash cut after a, after a, what you identified as a very opening of a TV show uh, style of credits. Yes, yes. Um, it felt like we were in a TV show. Yes. It felt like we were getting all the stars and the directors and the writers. Um, and we are, what, what year? Present, I think it just said present day. Yeah, 27 years later. Yeah. We have Madison Lake portrayed by Annabelle Wallace. Wallace? Annabelle Wallace. A um, British lady. A British lady. Probably. I don't know. She might be American. Who she was? seemed like she was doing an accent. Sorry, I, I was incorrect. She was in the first Annabelle movie. Okay. Mm. Um, yes, and her her name is also Annabelle, which is, I don't know. I just, I find that funny. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, we also should call up McKenna Grace as young uh, uh, Madison. Like. Young Madison. McKenna Grace, uh, the uh, young everyone. Yes. <laughs> anyway, essentially, Madison is a... <laughs> Not immediately apparent how she's connected to the opening of the movie, although it's kind of, it's it's also kind of obvious that she's involved in some way yeah. based on what happens immediately after this. She is in an abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, 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 it's depicted that she has had a series of miscarriages, mm-hmm. and she's pregnant again. And her husband, um, in a, in, a, in a very like in a, in a very sudden shift of tone, is is and we see her being abused and like threatened and by her husband in a very kind of not it's not over the top at all it's very yeah. realistic or not realistic but it's very grounded it's very grounded and it's it's honestly this was the hardest part of the movie for me to watch because like seeing a pregnant woman get hurt is like really hard yes and like it is and it's and she's like a really skinny pregnant woman <laughs> so like she's like so visibly pregnant mm-hmm. like it just it was it was a lot that was like like i don't really like horror movies i'm not really a horror movie person but this movie isn't scary like <laughs> no it's not scary yeah it's freaky <laughs> it's freaky like it's 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 freaky but it's not really scary uh, but this part was like i was like i don't want to watch this <laughs> yeah i do i do want to go ahead and then since we're getting pretty in deep depth as we go yeah. i do want to go ahead and place this as my first marker for my grand thesis yeah. which is the malignant is a feminist text say more uh, thank you, Kelsey. I will. <laughs> and I think the, it's important to to note that the opening of the movie is is very much set in what we think of as a traditional, over the top, goofy, like horror movie world where people are like thrown out of doors and there's like scary monsters and big red light and like you know doctors with like these very like metallic instruments. Yeah, you know, it's it's very over the top and intense yeah. and, and self consciously kind of silly. And like the the acting is very silly yes, in it. It's like, very and silly. I think and I think like consciously very silly. Oh, like I definitely. don't think it's like bad acting. I think it's like on purpose. No, this the, I mean this is James Wan. He's been making horror movies for 20 years and yeah. he 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 knows what he knows what he's doing, yeah. okay? <laughs> um but then we we shift to this depiction of Madison's life and it's it's kind of, it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It's very real. And what that to me says when we're watching the movie is okay, the horror elements of this movie are going to be crazy and fun and over the top and very silly. Mm-hmm. But Madison Lake, the character, mm-hmm. she is real, and her problems are real, and her emotional struggle is real, and you should feel that to some degree. Which you do. Yeah, which you do. Yeah. And, and you know, so everything around here is silly, goofy, horror land, but Madison is real. And I think, like, kudos to Annabelle Wells, because I think she does a very good job, um, especially in the opening where, like, Madison, like, barely says anything for, like, a good 20 minutes of this movie. Like, I think she has, like, three lines. But, like, the, the acting is, like, you feel it. You feel you feel how sort of dead inside she is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, I think I think she does a really good job, and it is it's very it's very affecting. Yeah, and then so you, you and you see your husband being abusive, and like she he throws her against a wall, and then is like immediately apologetic, like you know, and you can sort of just feel the cycle of abuse that's been happening here for a very long time, or at least several years. Yeah. But then that night, uh, her her husband is murdered in their home by a mysterious figure, in a scene that is very kind of classic James Wan. Uh, doesn't go like pedal to the metal james wan which i think is also important because he's i I think in this movie he's trying to uh, correct a problem that is in some of his other movies like the conjuring movies or insidious where the first hour is very creepy and there's a lot of like very tense scary scenes Mm -hmm. then as things like ramp up it kind of loses that and things and by the end it's like kind of an anticlimax. not a problem in this movie not a problem in this movie so it's a creepy scene where her husband gets murdered and she is attacked in her home by an unseen invader yeah uh, she wakes up the next morning in the hospital, is told that she has lost her baby, yeah. um, has had another miscarriage, and she's interviewed by, by a pair of police detectives, uh, Kakoa Shaw and Regina Moss. Oh, I love them. To, to <laughs> I mean, Kakoa Shaw is just a, a real cutie. Yeah, he's, he's a, a cutie. He's, he's a cute cutie. little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the actor playing Kakoa Shaw? George I, Young. I don't know who he is, but uh, he's a cutie. He's a British guy. He's, he's a little cutie, you know? Mm-hmm. What, what else can you say? And, uh, you know, and, like, the two of them are in, like, are, like, I feel like sometimes in movies where there's, like, police officers, they're just there to be, like, authority and, and move the plot forward. I feel like these are fully developed characters. <laughs> yes. I think this is another thing James Wan's gotten better at. He yeah. always has uh, these sort of, like, figures of authority or, like, agents of order in his movies. Mm-hmm. In Insidious, it's, like, paranormal investigators. In mm-hmm. Saw and in this movie, it's cops. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird in the Conjuring movies because the agents of authority are like these two, like Catholic scam artists. Basically, <laughs> those movies are very weird. But when you think about them all as basically being cops, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Regina Regina Moss, the uh, Kakoa Shaw's partner, is also just very, very good because she is really giving like TV she's, show cop. She's giving Wanda Sykes. We yeah, she is giving Wanda Sykes. That in, that. Uh, in the best way. In the best way. In only the best way. Um. And and essentially, the, the movie kind of falls into a rhythm for the next, like, 30 or 40 minutes where there, this mysterious figure who appears to have long black hair and wears a cool, cool-ass jacket. I mean, he, he, he finds the jacket and, and clothes himself. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, really, he's really building his, his image as it goes on. This, yeah. this killer... Yes. Is is murdering people, yes. and and Madison, for, you know, will be going around her home, doing normal stuff, doing laundry, living in her big, scary, empty ass house by herself, and all of a sudden she'll be like frozen in place and see these murders happening. Yeah. And it, that goes on for a while. It's kind of it's not clear at all who these people are that are being murdered right away. Although it's well, it's, it's pretty clear to us. Yeah, it's it's clear that because we we know pretty early on that the killer is. Gabriel, yeah, from the beginning of the movie, yes, because we we know that these are characters from the opening sequence of the movie because yeah. it, it's kind of because after pretty, after pretty he murders clearly. the husband, he murders the doctor, the main doctor from the opening sequence, yes, and then a second doctor from the opening sequence. He also kidnaps what appears to be a random woman running a tour of the Seattle underground. Yes, um, but that you know comes back later. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and eventually, yeah. So that that goes on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, they, it moves quick though. It's it's well paced. Yeah, yeah. And but I will say that um, Maddie Hassan, who plays the sister, is doing a good job, like keeping things light and moving. Like she's so she's a, like a 
Sydney's like a little breath of fresh air every yes. uh, every few scenes. S- Sid- Sydney's yes, Sydney yeah. is Madison's do- uh, sister. Sister, mm-hmm. uh, we find out in a very hilarious scene that that uh, Madison was adopted. Yeah, and Sydney is shocked by this news. Yeah, um, and yeah, she's just a very uh, Ma- Maddie Hassan. Yeah, Maddie, that's probably right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I guess it, yeah, Maddie Hassan. Well, yeah. it's Maddie we'll Hassan. Maddie mm-hmm. Hassan. Uh, she's just, she is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, she, is a, she has a job like as a princess at like a at like um, a Chuck E. Cheese like a Chuck, kind of place she kind of has the same job that um uh um Tori has in uh in, in season four, in season four of, of, Cobra, of Cobra Kai, Kai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> when the Russos keep ruining her life yeah yeah um uh, Cobra Kai episode coming soon <laughs> coming soon coming real soon we're gonna talk about it <laughs> oh yeah then anyways eventually I, I, I struggle to remember exactly how it plays out because it all becomes kind of a blur here yeah um Madison it begins communicating with this 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 person, mm-hmm. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. He calls her on the phone, and we find out and 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 that she had a what we are told is an imaginary friend yes. named Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, when she was a kid, when she was first adopted by by Sydney's parents, mm-hmm. and she doesn't remember anything before she was adopted. Yes, and she seems to also barely remember Gabriel too. Yeah. It's the, the we we are told eventually that once Sydney was born. Uh, Madison stopped talking to Gabriel mm-hmm. and it, they, they just assumed that he was a coping mechanism that she no longer needed. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's clear at this point that he's real, mm-hmm. but it's not really clear what he is. Yeah. It's like the for the first, and up until then I was like, is he like actually corporeal or is he like a monster? <laughs> like, yeah. um, and then at this point you're like, okay, he's he's a real person. Like, yeah, because he mo- he moves very weird when we see him. Yeah, and we see we get a there's a long chase sequence where where Vishal is chasing him down, and we see him like flipping over flipping over balconies and fire escapes and like running around like empty rooms and yeah. crawling around. It's he, also shout out uh, what Marina Mazeppa is that her name? We're we're getting to that. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting to that. <laughs> yeah, no shout out to Marina Mazeppa who is doing the the most work of anyone in this movie. Anyone, anyone ever, arguably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and so. And then, so eventually, Madison is arrested by the police because yeah. the woman we saw being kidnapped drops out of her ceiling. Yeah, in a, in a very funny scene. Yeah. I also want to note this is when um, Annabelle starts giving like a classic horror movie performance. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of um, I can never remember her name. The woman who played Sally Hardesty in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, who spends the entire like last half hour of that movie just like strapped into a chair screaming at the top of her lungs yeah marilyn burns okay. marilyn burns yeah, she's giving marilyn burns at this point yeah. which is which is to, to me the highest compliment you yeah can give <laughs> she's taken into custody and placed in a a cell full of uh like bit characters from like every kind of prison movie that's ever been made <laughs> i i literally wanted them to break out into the big dollhouse from hairspray <laughs> that's what it felt like it, it's, it, it is a big wide like holding cell <laughs> with like 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 16 or 17 people yes, in all it. of them heavily styled in totally different ways yeah uh zoe bell is also one of these people and she is a a, a pretty prominent stunt person mm-hmm. Um, which if you, I didn't recognize her at first, but if you know that's her, it kind of gives you a, a hint that something is about to go down. Yeah. Uh, while this is happening, Sydney has gone in a classic horror movie sister move. She's gone to the hospital from the opening sequence. Because and, we find out that uh, Madeline was in the hospital, 
Madison was in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, we find yes. out that she was... Before she was adopted. She was a patient. She was a patient of all of these doctors that were killed, yes. which is why she's arrested. Yes. <laughs> and also the woman that fell out of her seat. Yeah, and, and, and then she goes and like, like go, walks around this incredibly creepy hospital and finds it pretty easily, actually, because all the records are still clearly labeled, which shout, is... A, shout out archivist. Yes, this is why you hire an archivist. <laughs> so they can keep your records clean. So if, you're, if the sister of one of your... Whatever. Former patient gets arrested and needs some evidence. Right. She's coming. And you can find it easily and get out there. No problemo. Uh, she goes back to their their uh, to her, her birth mother and, and Madison's adopted mother. And the two of them watch these videos. Wherein it is. So here's the thing. At this point, it's it's like I, you know, because I, I had heard some things about this movie, like what it was drawing like in, inspiration from. And so at this point, what I'm thinking is, okay, Gabriel was somehow like a, they were like conjoined twins or something yeah and he was and, like excised and in the opening scene he was like excised and now he's like grown up he's like a he's like a big guy now he's getting revenge yeah because that's like kind of what you would normally see in a movie but like with this yeah, style I, of, I i knew like basically that it was like a it was that sort of like twin based situation yeah. and i was like yeah so he like they took him they were like conjoined and i assumed that he like grew but not like he's like a weird you know He's more of a monster than a yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but this is. But then uh, we. This is one of my favorite moments. So I just want to note it. When when uh, Sydney and her mom are watching the footage of like young Madison in the hospital, there's a point where the where whoever's operating the camera picks it up and like yeah. moves around to the back of her. Yeah. And we see that Gabriel is actually a little freaking like tiny monster dude with like little T Rex arms. Yeah. And like a horrible like fucked up face who lives on the back of her head. Yeah. And they and they both go like, oh my god, ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, you know a relatable reaction. Yeah, and it's revealed that which Ga- I also did. When yes, that happened. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's freaky. He's a weird yeah. little guy. Yeah, um, and, and there's a great, there's also a great scene in the in the videotapes where they're like showing Gabriel like flashcards with like pictures of a cat or yeah. an apple on them, yeah. and Madison's like reading them through his. It's very yeah, funny. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so they they reveal that they did like tried to excise Gabriel. Yeah. But because they were conjoined with the brain, all they could do was cut off most of his body and what they could of his face and press the rest into the back of her skull. <laughs> and while this is happening, she's being attacked by these yeah. cartoon Because like characters. the whole idea is like they're, they're, they share a brain. They share a brain. They yes. share a brain. And so they can't totally get rid of him because it's her, they'll kill her. Yes. And that's, uh, the, and, and he, and they need to suppress him because he's become violent. Yes, which we saw in the opening. Yes, he is. He, he, he's a, he's a he's a violent guy, and he's using like her body to do violence. Yes, because he can control her brain. Yes, but he doesn't just like take control of her body and like walk around as her. We see in in the jail cell, she's attacked by these cartoon characters from yeah. different jail movies, and uh, she Gabriel. Uh, we see what happens when Gabriel takes over her body. Mm-hmm. And it, what happens is that she literally reaches around and claws open the back of her own skull and his weird little like monster face, what's left of it anyway, with like one eye and like a gross mouth bursts out. And this is when Mariana Mazepa shows up like yeah. really on screen to do her thing. This whole sequence is so fucking great. It, it is such a good reveal. Yeah. And it's like the whole movie like really is like built up to this point. To, like, yeah. And like, and like, and you don't, you don't see it coming. You you actually don't. Again, you can you can guess like okay, he's a twin and she yeah. he's taking over her body. I do not think anyone could guess that this is how it's going to play out. Yeah. 
Because then you've got Marina Mazepa playing. There's some stunt people in there too, but yeah. mostly it was like they taught Marina how to do stunt work for yeah. this role. She's she, a contortionist. She's a contortionist. Yeah. <laughs> and she is like bending. She's basically playing as if she is like got someone on the back of her head and he's moving. Yeah. Okay. Because so, he's the back of her head is like his face. Yeah. So he moves. Her body moves backwards. Yeah, it's it's hard <laughs> to explain, but it is so impressive. Like his, like like her, her the, the joints are bent backwards. Yeah. like the legs are like walking backwards. Yeah, and so Gabriel goes to town on these women in, in the jail cell, and the thing that really does it for me is they've got a big like pl- like cast of of Annabelle Wallace's face mm-hmm. on the back of Marina Mazepa's like head yeah. for this performance. So yeah. Gabriel's like walking around looking well, like on the front of her head, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Because she's yeah. like actually going backwards. She right? is, but she's wearing she's wearing a, a, a Annabelle Wallace mask, like sort of above, I think. Yeah, kind like of ab- angled above, up a yeah. little bit. And then she's got, I guess, like some puppetry or some green screen stuff in the back of her mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's it is. This is the thing, right? This image is clearly the thing that James Wan wanted to put in the movie. Yeah, and he built the entire movie around it, and it works. And it works. It works it's really honestly well. Worth it. It yeah. is. I've never seen anything like this in a movie. And I think, like, I think. Um, Marina Mazepa, like, it wouldn't work without her. No, <laughs> like, it, it, it because so much of the this effect is practical, is not like CGI. It like is scary and like body horror-y and like, and you're like, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> like when you when you see like the the transition between uh, Madeline and Gabe, or Madison and Gabriel, like, she, there's like all the cracking and like, yeah. and you're just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <sighs> but it's it, so it's scary and weird and gross but also very funny yeah if we, we talked which about, i think all the best horror movies are we talked about kablooey on this on this show once yes. and there's that great scene where he's like in the suit but he's got himself turned around so he can pee out of the back of it yeah. and he sees a bee and runs away from it yeah it's kind of like that yeah but it's the horror movie version of that scene in kablooey where he's running backwards alongside of the road uh and then gabriel oh, he's not, good you should watch it and then it's not done yet because gabriel busts out of the prison cell mm-hmm. and murders like 25 police officers yeah it's great gabriel Ga- said a cab gabriel said a cab <laughs> with his whole chest with his whole chest which is madison's back yeah uh it, and he's like it's so good he's like got the coat on he's killing people with like a, a, a like a big golden dagger that mm. we didn't explain but doesn't really matter yeah uh he's doing flips going around all the place like he's Three throwing it's chairs a great, across the room. It's a great action sequence. It's really good. It's so good. And yeah. It, but the whole and the whole time, it's still Marina Mazepa doing all yeah. this with like the the Madison mask on, yeah. like the, on on the, you know, the the front of her face. But the it's so good. I, I it's hard to put into words, which is why it's such a good thing for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So that happens, and it's like the best scene of of any movie ever. But it is the climax. <laughs> but it 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 is. It it, it yeah. is essentially the climax. It's a yeah. big. It's kind of a big action sequence. It's like it's like that's this is when the Aquaman stuff really comes out. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I find so impressive to use that influence to like <laughs> make an amazing horror movie climax. Um, then so everyone kind of comes together. Madison's there, or I guess Gabriel is driving still. Yeah, he shows up to the hospital room where the kidnapped woman, who turns out to have been Gabriel and Madison's birth mother, is being kept uh sydney shows up and tries to like you know get stop the whole thing from happening because you know gabriel's just murdering people yeah <laughs> um he also when he rolls up to to the, his birth mother it is funny because he also kills the guard yeah. by exploding his face maker yeah <laughs> gabriel's control over electricity because that's how he talks yeah. he, like he 
He can talk to people while he's he still like. He doesn't have a mouth. He he does have a mouth, but he can also talk when he's like inside her head. Yeah. Because when he comes out, he has like a weird like muppety like mouth. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, and essentially, it's it's kind of there's there's some there's some the. Uh, what happens is like Madison is being controlled by Gabriel still, and Gabriel's about to kill their their birth mother, which Madison does not want to happen, obviously, yeah. and she also just doesn't want to. And and Sydney, he's also about to kill Sydney. That's true. He's about to kill Sydney is what really does it. Yeah. Um. And there's there's a, there's a nice running thread that we also haven't touched on about how like you know Madison always wanted to have a blood connection with somebody, and mm-hmm. it's kind of you know Sydney's kind of hurt that Madison doesn't see her as a real sister, but yeah. you know this she obviously gets over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what really and the Gabriel's about to kill Sydney and. Madison, Madison, Sydney reveals to Madison, sorry, that Gabriel is the cause of her miscarriages, mm-hmm. that he's been feeding off of them to make himself stronger. Because he's a parasite. Because he's a parasitic twin. Yeah. Mm-mm. And it's at this point that Madison takes control, pulls the same mind trickery on Gabriel that he's been pulling on her, mm-hmm. because he, he he's able to make her think that she's like just living her life while he's out there killing people, mm-hmm. which is how he like hides it from her. Mm-hmm. But she does the same thing to him. Yeah. And like you know, tricks him, and then like locks him away in like a, a like a, a, a magical holding cell inside of her mind. Yeah. Uh, it's it's also and Annabelle Wallace's delivery here is also amazing. She has a lot of great lines about banishing him, and like when you come back again, I'll be ready. <laughs> um, and then she like you know she takes control again, is able to lift a, a you know a hospital bed or um. Like a- yeah, like hospital. Yeah, bed. it's like one of those like really big, heavy yeah, beds. Yeah, all the hydraulics and stuff. Off of her sister because it was always her it body was as well. Always her body too. And because we know Gabriel's super strong, that means she's also super strong. And she finally is able to like you know tell her sister all the wonderful, lovely things about how she's her real connection, you know, and she's her real sister and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's a, it's a it's a it's pro sib I know, but it's, <laughs> it's also but it's also you know it's yeah. it's 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 pro non blood sib. Yeah. Pro so it's choose, okay. choosing your family. Exactly. Yeah. And and meanwhile, their birth mother is off in the corners looking on happily because she doesn't really know either, either of them, but she's glad to not be alive. <laughs> yeah. Or not, glad to not, not be, to be dead. dead. Not to be dead, <laughs> yes. Uh, and but and then we, we we pan across the room and there's one light bulb that starts to flicker because he's still around. Sort of. Bum, bum, bum. He might be back. Who knows? Ah, malignant too. Credits. Roll credits. Okay, so I I probably before we move on need to complete my thesis. Yeah. So it's it's um so essentially, right? We didn't cover this in running through the plot of the movie, but one and it's kind of it's a little bit easy to miss in the movie itself, but it is like noted very clearly that the reason why their birth mother can I do I have her name here? Serena, sorry, Serena May. Serena May is Gabriel and Gabriel and, and Madison's birth mother. And it, uh, it is revealed in one of these videos that Sydney finds that she was raped and had to carry her pregnancy to term uh, and was, was forced to carry her pregnancy to term. It, it is the implication I get from that. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's heavily implied that it was by a relative. Mm, really? Uh, or like, or someone, someone, I don't know. That's what I, that's. That's what I took out of it. Okay. I mean, that's that's possible. But, I might have um, missed that. But there was an abusive relationship of some kind, of some kind of, like, yeah. some kind of authority figure. Because she was 13. Because she was, we should yeah, mention. 13. Yeah. And she was forced to carry her pregnancy to term. And I think the, the implication there is that it was a religious, a, a sort of fundamentalist religious household. Yes. Um, and so she is not able to 
um, terminate this this pregnancy that was, was a result of rape um, and, and I, I abuse. I just assumed because it was, I mean, like obviously the idea is that it's an, an abomination, like because he because of what he looks like, <laughs> but also like the idea that it's an abomination because it's a product of incest. Yeah, that was kind of what I took out of it. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that, that's legit, and it doesn't. It doesn't affect my point at all, because that means that sort of the original sin of this whole thing, the the thing that kick that causes all of this death and all this like Gabriel to do his his craziness, is the fact that this this girl is not able to, um, you know, doesn't have access to reproductive. Uh, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Hell. She doesn't have access to abortion. Yeah, she doesn't abortions. have access to abortion, which she yeah. should have had access to in this in this instance. Yeah, and Gabriel himself is a male figure who takes control of a woman's body yeah and the entire like climax of the movie or the not the action climax but the emotional climax yeah. is a woman taking control of her own body and kind of like correcting this original like so it's about bodily autonomy yeah it's about reproductive justice and bodily autonomy you know what i buy it right yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of like hidden in there well, but like that that is like the driving like the driving like force of the entire plot is this injustice that was done to this this young girl and and also the injustice of like the the idea of you know madison wants to have a child now and like gabriel is forcing her not to basically mm -hmm. in like both both ways like you know so yeah he's he, she's still having her body controlled by a man yeah yeah anyway uh that that's really it but i do i do no i think it makes sense yeah and I also want to note, just in case any listeners are skeptical, that the uh, the, the the screenplay credit is, is a Kayla Cooper. It's yeah. a, a woman who, as you point out, uh, wrote for the hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and a fun little interpodcast yeah. activity. Yeah, um, and the story by credit is a Kayla Cooper, uh, James Wan, and uh, Ingrid Bisu, yeah. who is an actress who I, I has apparently done some. I think she's in the movie. Is she in the movie? I don't believe she is. She, no, she, well, she was she. She has a like a a, a walk on role basically. She's she's Winnie. She's the crime scene tech. Oh yeah. <laughs> huh, well, how about that? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Anyway, she's also James Wan's wife. Ah, okay. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So so the story and James Wan has a story credit. and He's the director, right? Yeah. But there is like there's like multiple women who are like in, in have major input and like control over the the story and the script. Yeah. So you know I think it's undeniable. Mm -hmm. It's a feminist text. Yeah. Um, and I do. I did want to. I did want to say that because even though he is a specter of, um, you know, the the injustice of 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 you know women not having control of their own bodies, uh, I love Gabriel. <laughs> uh, he's my favorite guy. I love his creepy voice. I love how he moves. Uh, it's hard not to sympathize with him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like he's not. He's you. You like understand why he is the way he is. Yeah, he he. I mean, he was he. He says to Madison, he never asked to share a body with her either. Yeah, and you know, he was. They tried to kill him, and they they did everything they could to like kill him, basically. Yeah, and he's, he he wants revenge. He's you know he feels unwanted, discarded. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, they called him a cancer, and that clearly had a um had a had a major impact on him. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm I'm, just, I'm looking through because Ray Chase is the guy who does the vocal performance of uh, of Gabriel. And he's done obviously a lot of voiceover work for cartoons and 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 um, American anime dubs, uh, but I don't know that I really, I don't know if he really has any other big parts like this uh, in movies. Um, he pretty had a lot. He was in Licorice Pizza, like, like him, like doing a live action <laughs> performance. I don't, 
I do not remember this character <laughs> from Rickerish Pizza. Uh, but yeah, Ray Chase and Marina Mazepa and also uh, Annabelle Wallace just yeah. coming together to, to, to along with the everyone in the, in the uh, stunt coordination team, department, stunt coordination, um, <laughs> costume design. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a well put together vision. Yes, and and Gabriel is the center of that vision. Yeah, to the point that. The, the the movie watching it the second time the, the first hour of the movie does it doesn't it doesn't really drag but it's kind of it's a little slow it's a, it's a little bit like you know like I said I think James Wan's not putting his foot on the gas but it does mean it's like you are kind of waiting for things to get going but man when they do get going yeah. when my boy comes out also he killed a bunch of cops like that's <laughs> like come on like that's fun to watch yeah if you're gonna have anyone he, he didn't kill our two main cops no he didn't kill noted. the two cops that we like no <laughs> noted Although, he did not kill our character cops he, he, he throws his dagger through shaw's yeah. shoulder at the end of the movie which he could theoretically have died from but i think probably I think it's not. implied that he I, i'm pretty sure if we see if, if there is another entry into this series which please please please, <laughs> please. let this happen uh, i think we would probably would see shaw again yeah um so yeah and i just i just I love, I love, here's, let me just like tell one little anecdote to, to explain my, my love of Gabriel, which is that, um, you know, my friend Derek, yes. uh, he did his haunted trail this past year. Okay. Uh, and the first night I was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I didn't really like it. I, I wasn't, you know, good. I wasn't, didn't like the way I was positioned and what I had to do. Like, like a, like, like full, like, like a sheet white ghost. sheet ghost. Yeah. Okay. Like there yeah. were like two or three sheets that looked like people, but weren't. And then I was like the fourth sheet that was a real person. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, Derek, I think I could do more with this. And so, I, and so I, I convinced, and so he had a, he, Derek had a mask that had a long wig on the back of it. Yeah. So I, so I convinced him to let me like put the mask on the back of my head. It's like a big white mask, right? And I was like, and I would come out of the, and as kids like walked around like the, the turn of the, uh, the trail, I would come, I, I had a jacket I was wearing backwards, right? Like a, like a long coat yeah. that I found in my parents' house. And I would just like walk backwards at them Gabriel style. <laughs> And it was it was hard it was hard to see where I was going, so I I did never get really close enough. I don't think. Yeah. But some people really were freaked out by it. That's fun. And one kid, as they were walking away, said, "I saw that in a movie one time." <laughs> and you were no, like, "No, really, yes, guys, I saw it in a movie." <laughs> like no one else like was like, "Oh, it's malignant." Yeah, it's, yeah. It's. So I guess that maybe answers the question of like how much cultural penetration Gabriel has at this point. We'll get him there. We'll get him there. I like I said, I watch this movie as many times as it takes <laughs> with as many people as I need to to spread the message. Yeah, I I had a lot more fun in this movie than I thought I was going to because like this isn't really like my like choice style of movie. You know me. Yeah. Um, but I had a good time and I wasn't really I wasn't sure I, I was going to. Um, it does make me want to see some of. James Wan's other horrors, like Insidious or, or The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like kind of picky with horror movies, like about like what the the concept is <laughs> and if it will scare me or not. <laughs> um, but it does kind of make because I've seen Saw and like it's a fun concept. Um, it's a little scary, but it's more like just fun because it's like a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I appreciate that. And so it kind of does make me want to see his other his other horror movies, which I've obviously seen three or seven, so <laughs> know what I'm doing there. But um No, I was I was really impressed with the 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 level of performance to be honest. Um I wasn't you know and I think I think horror horror acting is like a specific skill. Um and 
is somewhat underappreciated as a skill because <laughs> I think, you know, I- I'm obviously not a horror aficionado the way you are, but like I think I think that there are a lot of actresses who are a little bit underrated because the the bulk of their good work is in the horror genre. Um but and I think Annabelle Wells is probably going to be one of them. <laughs> but she's doing like she's doing a lot here and and I think that especially the opening sort of sequence of her when she's pregnant and she's, you know, getting beat up and I'm just like it's just it's so affecting. It's so like it like it it makes me like curl up and and be like, "Oh, this is I can't. This is so much." <laughs> and then, like that's this good acting, you know, this good good performance, good composition of of the those scenes um i wanted to point out as far as like direction i really liked the scene where we're in the house and it shot from overhead and she's like running throughout the house i thought that was really cool (laughs) um and i also just love the house Hmm. as like part of the whole situation until uh uh Serena falls through the ceiling. Like we're we're basically just in that house. Mm-hmm. Like that's the main sequence, uh, the main part. And I just it's really it's really well put together and I had a really good time. And I think like for me one of the things about horror movies is I can't stand when they're too self-serious and like there needs to be a lighthearted moment cuz like if terrible things were happening, like I would be making jokes. <laughs> someone would be making jokes like it's ne- it's never all like just that deep down all the time and i and i appreciate when horror movies acknowledge that yeah. and i think the ones i don't enjoy are just like constant screaming basically <laughs> like this it feels very grounded this movie and for a movie that's about a guy who lives on the back of his twin sister's head <laughs> <laughs> oh what a guy yeah I, I, I want to point out that, that James Wan is Australian. Yeah. And there's something about being from Australia that gives you, like, certain powers in, in making horror movies. Because they, I've honestly, again, I'm, I'm not educated enough in this in this whole genre, but Australia has, like, a pretty good output of, like, really unique horror movies. And there's just something, there's just something about that point of view of Australia, I think, that is, like, so culturally kind of parallel to the US yeah. but like very distinct that produces very weird movies and that that overhead shot is a reference to a I want I don't remember the name of it like I said but it's it, that's a specific reference to a specific Australian horror movie so James Wan's you know he's he's paying homage to the his his roots I think it should be noted that uh this movie did not make back its budget <laughs> uh no it did not <laughs> it it was re- it was released uh you know, simultaneously on HBO Max, as as Stephen King pointed out. So the fact that it didn't make that much uh, money is kind of oh well. He well okay. Sorry, I've pulled up a list now. Um, just like in terms of recent years, like the the Babadook. That's that's Australian. That's Australian. Oh yeah, yeah. S.C. Davis is in that. Wolf Creek also like kind of a I don't know that one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre ish movie. Um, because it's like freaky and 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 kind of uh, upsetting. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Lake Mungo, one of the few good found footage movies that ever have been made. See, I'm trying to... I really am going to be so annoyed if I can't figure out what the... Next of Kin. Okay. A movie I have not seen. That's the overhead shot? That's the overhead shot, yes. And uh, also Razorback, which is a 1984 movie about a giant killer boar. In the outback? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not as up on the scene as I should be, but Australia has a rich lineage of horror 
horror films. And I guess James Wan has been making movies in the American system for so long. He's, I guess, more of an American film director. Mm -hmm. But there's some lineage there. Yeah. He's like, he's he's kind of like the uh he's this is a little hyperbolic but he's kind of like the Spielberg of horror movies at this point <laughs> just in the fact that they, they he knows how to use the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many movies horror and otherwise now that where the director like just doesn't do anything with the camera. Yeah. But if you watch like the new West Side Story uh, Steven Spielberg is is. I need to watch that. He, you'd really do. It's really good. Yeah. He's do because I'm not a big fan of that of that musical at all. Or at least yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. But man, he, that dude just knows where to put the camera. Yeah. He like you know for all that Steven Spielberg is is uh, you know praised like he is good at his job. Yeah. I mean he, this man made the BFG. <laughs> he made the BFG. And it wasn't even it's not even top ten, but it's the B the BFG. <laughs> the BFG. Um, <laughs> Only one movie where Mark Rylance plays a giant. <laughs> But no, James James Wan James Wan's camera work is like I think a, a defining factor of of his style yes. in general. And right? to your point, even when he doesn't have a character make a verbal joke, yeah, sometimes there's like visual. He he can do like a zoom in on someone's face that is like fits with the mood of the movie and is like yeah. kind of like it, it establishes and furthers an atmosphere of like creeping dread or just freakiness or or or, the, or the worldliness. Yeah, but it's also very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a uh, just seeing someone like work a camera like that is really just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, if there were to be a malignant two, or two malignant two, <laughs> ma- malig. Ma- uh, I feel like they do something weird with the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, malignant chapter two. That's kind of boring. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Phase if, two. if if there there were a sequel, uh, from your lips to God's ears. What what would you what would what would what would you want to see there? Uh, my my only idea uh, for it is that you would <laughs> you would do a kind of a flip of this movie, yeah. where you would open following Gabriel's perspective, and so you know what he's doing, but you don't know what Madison's doing, mm-hmm. and he's I don't know like he's maybe it's more of a, like a direct homage to European horror movies, and he's like in Italy hunting down another doctor who did like experiments or like you know studied another case like his, yeah. and there's like another teratoma gabriel type thing out there somewhere yeah uh because the only other thing you could do i think really to up the stakes is to add a third person to, the, to this, this body but yeah i don't know how that would even work yeah because that's what i was thinking right like it, it's like you the the whole reveal of this is is done now. yeah so like what do you how do you where do you go from there yeah. i think um, you flip the roles i think i think gabriel's trying to do something in madison's like fucking it up mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's a battle of wills or maybe they have to team up to to take on somebody who has who absorbed two twins in the womb (laughs) and has three heads three faces on their own head oh god (laughs) (laughs) that's my bitch okay um i'm just imagining gabriel in his coat on a plane right (laughs) how how did he get there how did he get there i don't know Honestly, you know, he with COVID and everything, he could wear a mask like all the time, mm. and you wear put on a pair of glasses. It's like a you know, it's a great environment for him to be in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he has a passport though. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, you'd have to stay in the U.S. Yes, he would. Gabriel <laughs> is probably not going to be he traveling. Could maybe get to Canada. Yeah, I may. I guess maybe if maybe Madison takes a trip to to oh. overseas, and then he, I don't know. 
Madison's doing like an eat, pray, love thing. <laughs> or Gabriel's doing an eat, pray, I mean, love I thing. I mean, she's, she's had a rough time. That, I, I, I could see that. She could use a break. She could use a break. It's been a rough go for Madison. <laughs> when a you rough re- go. And she's a nurse, right? Yeah. Which means she was working during COVID. <laughs> she's a hero. She's a hero. Ah. She needs a break. God, she's such a hero. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's my that's my my only hope. My other hope would be that my. Do you want to hear my? Yes, my I'm pitch? sorry. Please, what is um, your pitch? So my pitch is sort of similar, in that like I think you have to at, like acknowledge that there could be others who have this problem. Yeah. And my idea is that like other doctors, some doctor somewhere overseas, probably maybe in Australia, figured out how to like excise the 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 twin. And there's like a holding facility where there's like a lot of them. <laughs> and Gabriel is like going to go break them out. <laughs> <laughs> and he just has lots of little like weird, creepy twin monsters. <laughs> but how do they get around though? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. Maybe, they, maybe they've been like experimented on and like stitched to other things. Yeah. Like they, animals. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Oh man! Mannequins. Mannequins, like yeah, like no, like dogs, yeah. apes, wolves, all of them with like Gabriel's. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to teach a dog to walk backwards, though. Oh man, that'd be hard. That would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's. I just feel like you have. The, I feel like in the sequel, you have to acknowledge that there has, there could be more of this. Yes. This. Yes. Um. Also, like I have some questions because. If there is a sequel, presumably Madison is not in jail. But, like, how do you <laughs> yeah. prove that she didn't do that? Because, like, it was her. It was Gabriel. But it was her body. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't her. But, like, how did she prove that? I mean, there's presumably footage of Gabriel massacring all those people. Yeah, but, like, how... Like, but, like, it, but, like, if you look at that footage, you wouldn't say, like, oh, that's that's Madison Lake doing that killing. Backwards with a, with a creepy ghoul face on the back of her head. <laughs> I mean, maybe that maybe it's the trial of Madison Lake. Oh man! And, yeah, and I, call, I call as my next witness, Gabriel. <laughs> ah! Open up the back of my head. <laughs> she, she's on the witness stand. She like spins around, does the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Tell the truth. I object. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's a hard voice to do. It's really good though. Um. Yeah. So I think I think it's it would be a hard sequel to make. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, you know, just do do the easy, cheap version. Gabriel goes Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, he's Surfing. Getting... <laughs> Imagine him doing extreme sports. Imagine Rena Mazepa up there, like, on a, on a surfboard, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Backwards. Backwards on a surfboard. Or, like, or like playing hockey. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a little skinny, though. I'm not sure he really would be, has the right build yeah, for that. More, more of a swimmer's body. <laughs> Backstroke. Yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah, be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My other hope is because there's the you know, the insidious movies, right? Yeah. And there's the sinister um movies. I guess there's only two of them. Those are both Bloomhouse productions. Mm-hmm. And Jason Bloom has talked about doing a crossover between them at some point called yeah. In Sinister. <laughs> which I don't really like Sinister very much, yeah. but I love Insidious and I love the idea of like those two movies crossing over. So my only hope is that then like because the, the Conjuring universe kind of sucks, to be honest. Yeah. Like, there's not really a lot of good movie in, in those, mm-hmm. like, seven or eight movies they have there or whatever. But if there was a different James Wan cinematic universe that let, like, Gabriel hang out with, like, 
the the bad guys from this doesn't mean anything to you but like the the, the evil ghost people from the the insidious movies and baku from the, the sinister <laughs> movies um i would like that yeah okay a, 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 a gabriel like a real team up yeah like, like a, a real a, avengers assemble like a freddy versus jason type thing you okay. know we have um we have gabriel fight uh whatever the other most iconic horror villain of the past decade or so is which i don't know what the, i guess it would have to be the nun from the nun <laughs> I'm trying to think of any like doll from Annabelle. Yeah, I guess Annabelle, but I don't know. Annabelle's kind of played out. Um, that would be funny though if you had uh, Annabelle Wallace. I don't know if she dies in the first one, but like because <laughs> she's in both of those. Yes. Maybe she th- she has another twin. Oh no! Well, the, the first Annabelle is set in the '70s uh, or the '60s, so uh, yeah, she can't really play the same character. I don't think. Damn. Um, time travel. Time travel. <laughs> what is? Man, this just really just goes to show there's not been a lot of, like, successful horror franchises. Um, Because, like, there's the the Paranormal Activity movies. I said that's so weird. The Paranormal Activity movies, uh, there's not really a physical bad guy or villain. Man, we've really just not been doing... That's that's another reason why Gabriel is such a a cool guy. Because there have not been many, like, visually iconic horror villains in the past decade i mean like i can't i don't watch a lot of horror movies obviously as stated but like the last like sort of iconic horror villain that i remember is like the samara from the ring right yeah, yeah. like to like look wise yeah like i don't i couldn't tell you who any of the the villains are in like the horror movies that i that i've been aware of in the past 10 or 15 years yeah and that's the reason why a crossover is so likely between sinister and insidious because jason bloom is the only person producing horror films at that rate but then you have the the purge movies are kind of horror movies but there's no villain in those yeah it's like a bad guy so, i mean slashers just don't, kind of aren't in fashion right now which is which is fine most of them are terrible anyway now and they do try to make them mm-hmm. um but not this one anyway is this a slasher movie uh i mean you know there's elements it's a lot of things it's kind of like a cosmic gumbo <laughs> it's a slasher it's a giallo it's a body horror it's a you know, it's basket case and the dark half all jumbled together. Hmm. I don't know. I guess only time will tell. Only time will tell. But we, we, we anxiously await the day when Gabriel comes back to, once again, cut out the cancer. And if we've learned anything, it's that if you want to have a creepy son, name him Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we've learned? <laughs> I mean, my greatest... Uh... <laughs> Observation was that Gabriel is also the name of the dead son in Next to Normal, <laughs> who like torments his sister. <laughs> Which you, you, you called that out pretty early in the movie, and yeah. I, and I was just like, Kelsey, you have just wait, just wait, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> He's alive. He's, He's alive. alive. Gabriel is alive. Gabriel is alive. He's so alive. <laughs> Gabe from Next to Normal, Aaron Tivet, dead, dead, <laughs> very dead, dead. Oh. But well, yeah, no, I had a good time. I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm very glad. I, yeah, I, I had a good time. I, I didn't expect to, and I did. I'm glad I was right that it would be fun. Yeah, I, no, it I, was fun. Yeah, I I do have a, have a compulsion to share this movie with people. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm glad it worked out this time. Yeah, I think it was fun. Um, I I kind of wonder how Andrew would have felt about it. I wish he'd come. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear Andrew's take. Yeah. Hopefully, I will someday. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not listening to this right now until he's seen the movie. Yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Andrew we told you not to listen <laughs> uh, unless you've seen the movie then it's yeah, all good it's all good 
Should we oh, wrap up? Yeah. A shout out to Emily Merrick for watching the movie with us. Yes. We had a good time. And she also said that it uh, was much better with people. Yes. So watch it with people. And thank you, thank you to, to Sarah for initially agreeing to watch this with me back in September of last year <laughs> when neither of us really knew what it was, was going to be. And she was uh, very gracious to go into this blind. And, uh, I, was, I had a great time. Shout out, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. Okay. Special thanks, as always, to Danny About of the Weeping Willards for use of their song, Outside in the Rain. And congratulations on your newborn child. Woo! I know you don't listen, but uh, Danny had a kid. and. I think that's cool. That's cool. Um, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Carly Sussman for designing our logo, as always. Um, I don't remember her website, so. It's, I mean, it's probably changed by now, right? Yeah. Special thanks to the listeners who uh, listened to this episode after yeah. we didn't <laughs> upload one for over a year. Yeah, and I don't know if this will be coming out before barb and star or like what do you want to i don't know i don't know we'll figure yeah, it out we'll figure it out we are we are gonna do at least 10 more episodes we are on the road to 100 we're on the road to 100 so we're sorry for leaving but like you're fine it's like it's like a little wayne said sorry for the wait sorry for the wait sorry for the we wait. got good things coming yeah big things coming watch this space watch this space and uh until next time go, go to, to therapy, therapy. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up only I can mention me Only I can mention me Only I can mention me